And we are back. Uh, this is the WFNY Browns cast uh, with your host, Joe Gilbert. I am uh, on my own again uh, as uh, Taylor is uh, honeymooning after the big weekend last uh, last week. So congratulations to Taylor. Um, but uh, I'm here uh, to get you ready for Browns-Bengals Monday Night Football. Um, Big game for, uh, obviously, the Browns, but also the Bengals because it's the AFC North uh, division division game. So it's going to be a big matchup. Um, this is uh, the WFNY Browns cast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And uh, today we're actually brought to you by um, Underdog Fantasy. It's uh, Gambling is about to be uh, legal in, uh, in Ohio next year, and um, Underdog can be one of your places to go. Um, we've got a great deal with Underdog for the first time. Depositors enter in the code WFOI at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Underdog is a great platform. If, you de- if you're tired of DFS salary system, there are tons of games, types, and drafts every night of a week for every sport. Don't forget to use WFOI at checkout to get your first time deposit matched up to $100. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Underdog. So, underdog fantasy. Um, but yeah, so we're back. Um, kind of just going over what happened last week. Uh, there's another kind of failure by uh, by the Browns to kind of finish off the game. They had chances to win, and they uh, they once again fell uh, fell short of those uh, those chances. Um, we uh we had a tough game the the Browns had a tough game on offense and special teams uh, the defense actually stepped up which is still still surprising that the uh, one team that Joe Woods seems to be able to kind of kind of play well against is the Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens which you wouldn't think that would be but um, his defense played played as as well as you could expect as as you would uh, hope. Um, and they still lost. It was because the offense didn't do much during the middle of the game, and the special teams just were really outmanned by uh, Baltimore. It, it was uh, night and day. You could see the difference in terms of special teams. Um, they Baltimore has one of the top special teams in the league, and the Browns have one of the worst. And and it was it was seen. Um, the field position was huge. Um, Baltimore scored a couple scores off of a good field position, and uh, that's kind of when it's a tight game like that, that can be the difference, and, and it was. Um, in terms of uh, the offense, I know we're, we everyone keeps talking about the run game and why Chubb's not getting the ball, but as as I said during the, during the post-game show, um, for much of the game, he was averaging 2.6 yards per carry. Uh, Baltimore was was gaming for them to slow down the run game and to force uh, Jacoby to beat them, and and that's what happened. Um, there's like there's a stat that was out I saw on Twitter that um, if he gets like I believe it's like 20 carries or something, the Browns are some rec- good record or something. Those are those are just you can pull stats like that anywhere. 
it's a it's a matter of what the defense has given you and what what he's been doing. He he was average the whole run game was averaging one point nine yards or one point five, I believe it was, or something like that for much of the game. And he, as a as a play caller, you just can't you can't just keep doing something that's being unsuccessful. Um, so I, I don't I, I'm still not going to blame Stefanski. He's got the eighth-ranked uh, offense, according to DVOA, in the league. Um, and it's just not something I'm going to blame him for. He's got a quarterback who's a backup quarterback, and there's just so much he can do. Um, the last two games, he's, the offense has struggled. Um, but the past, what? past other games he's been pretty successful so um i there's nothing it's frustrating to hear that people are blaming all the all these things on stavansky when he's got joe woods on the other side just completely failing except for one game like so it's frustrating to see the kind of the narrative around um we we should have expected this. We had a backup quarterback for the first 11 games. It's where the Browns are at. It's where they put themselves, and we probably should have saw this coming that they weren't going to be as they weren't going to be able to survive as well as we would have hoped. Um, but here we are uh, entering uh, game, week eight. Uh, Browns are two and five. Um, entering this uh, big time matchup uh, versus the Bengals, who are three and four, or four and three, sorry, four and three in first place, along with Baltimore. So, uh, big matchup. Uh, as I said last week in the preview um, for the Baltimore game, these next two games are huge. If they can split them, they they have a chance. If they get swept, it's going to be it's a huge uphill battle because they'll be behind, what, three games if they lose this one. So uh, big game. Um, Browns have to uh, kind of get things ready and see if they can beat the Bengals. They've been uh, pretty successful against them lately, and the, even with uh, Joe Burrow under center, they've been, uh, they've been able to uh, perform well. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But um, in terms of the Bengals, kind of previewing them, uh, they are uh, – Joe Burrow centric, <laughs> uh, especially even more than usual because their run game hasn't performed up to their level uh, that we saw even last year. Um, so it's gonna it's a Joe Burrow. He's averaging, I believe it was a 290, 299 passing errors per game. He's uh, his pass rating is one hundred and two. Um, he's got fifteen touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, and then just in terms of the run game, uh, Joe Mixon's only averaging 57 yards per car- uh, per, uh, per game, and he's only got two touchdowns. So this is a very pass-centric offense. Um, they are they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna beat you through the air. Uh, it's just a matter of kind of forcing mistakes for Joe Burrow, which he can do. With he's shown five interceptions so far this year. And then kind of limiting the run games. If if you give Joe Burrow a run game, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough tough sledding. Um, on defense, um, they're they're pretty much built like uh, the Bengals' offense actually, because they're they're pretty well 
pretty well uh, able to defend the pass. Um, I believe they are, according to, um, according to uh, PFF, they have the uh, number nine rated, number nine, the ninth best uh, grade in coverage. Um, their pass rush is pretty good too. Um, they're thirteenth rated. Uh, they have two really good ones on their um, on their line. They have uh, uh, Hendrickson and Hubbard who are playing really well uh, on the edges, so they can get after you. Um, but the uh, they do struggle uh, versus the run. Uh, they are way down the list. They're twenty first in the league in in uh, Run run defense grade, uh, according to PFF. Um, so it's definitely one of those situations where I think the Browns are gonna can be successful uh, versus the run um, because, and we've seen it in years last year they were successful running against them. So uh, I, I think that's gonna be kind of their uh, kind of the way they're gonna handle it. Um, so in terms of the Browns' uh, advantages on offense, as I said, the key – I don't know how many times we say it every week, but the key player is going to be Chubb and uh, and the run game. It's going to be the offensive line. They, the offensive line got they got, beat, got beat up last week, quite, quite frankly. Um, their run game, their run blocking wasn't great for much of the game. They gave up a lot of sacks um, to uh, the Baltimore defense. So – the Browns' offensive line might be the key to this game. They have to be able to block and win the win the trenches. They have to get this run game going again. Um, the, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one because the Bengals are probably gonna do the same thing that the Patriots and the Ravens have done and go go all out to force uh, force the run game to be slowed down, but. At some point, the the offensive line just has to step up and say, "Hey, we're 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 good enough to be able to to create yardage for this run for this talented running back." Um, so I think that's the offensive line is going to be a key to a, a successful uh, Browns offense um, on defense. This is uh, this is going to come down to <laughs> it's going to down down to the kind of the pass rush for the Browns because. The one thing that uh, the Bengals are not too good at is their offensive line. They they played better the last couple weeks, but they're still it's still not the best offensive line, and they can uh, they can be handled if if uh, if you got a good defensive line. And we have two good edge rushers in Clowney and and Miles um, Garrett. So uh, I, I believe it's going to come down that we've got to get pressure on Burrow, got to force him to have some. Uh, mistakes force them into mistakes because if you if you let the if you let him sit in the pocket and uh he's going to kill you because the receivers are so talented the um that's going to be a huge kind of difference in the game if if they don't if they can't get to burrow and kind of rushes rushes uh his uh working kind of his rushes uh his uh mental mental uh Rush's uh, mechanics and kind of get Rush's decisions. That was the word I was trying to find. Trying to find. Uh, Rush's decision. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a long day for this defense. 
because uh, Burrow and this receiving core is are gonna get are just gonna kill you, <laughs> and especially against this Browns defense secondary, who's can't talk to each other, has had mental break, mental uh, breakdowns and miscommunication. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough matchup if they can't get after uh, Joe Burrow and win the trenches. Um, so just overall, I think that the offensive line and the defensive line are going to be the keys to the Browns winning this game. Um, so as I said, uh, we'll get to the keys here. Um, the Browns, they need to win the trenches, both sides of the ball. Um, they have, they have the advantage quite frankly, I think on both sides, uh, I think the edge rushers are, are, are really, really good for the Browns, obviously Garrett and, Clowney, and they should be able to handle the Bengals' uh, two offensive tackles, um, uh, Jonah Williams and uh, and Lyle Collins. I, I believe they're better than both of them, and they should be able to kind of take advantage of that. Um, and then on offense, they the Bengals do have good edge rushers in Hendrickson and Hubbard, but uh, the middle of the interior is pretty is pretty weak. So, I think the Browns should be able to kind of create some interior run game here. Um, so, hopefully, we can see Chubb and and Hunt kind of get established and kind of punch them in the mouth for straight ahead, uh, because that's going to be key. Win in the trenches on both sides of the ball and uh, running the ball establishing the run and then getting after burrow those are the those are going to be huge um because um because if uh if they can't if they're if it's going to come down to Brissett trying to beat this the secondary the spangle secondary it's not going to go well because it's a good secondary and we've seen over the last couple of weeks where Brissett is just not that guy he's not the guy that kind of lead your offense into winning games and then, um, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup if they don't if they don't it can't win the trenches um, against this uh, passing against this uh, Bengals offense. As I said, they have to get after Burrow because if you let him sit back there and just pick you apart, he will do that with especially with these talented receivers and Chase Higgins and Boyd. Uh, they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna kill you. If you if you don't if you don't get after Joe Burrow, he's going to kill you um, because he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't relent. He's gonna come after you. Um, so the Browns, uh, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, and the rest of the crew have to get after him. Have to put pressure on him. Have to get him to throw the ball quicker um, because uh, limit the big plays and allow this. Uh, Brown secondary and not to have to play coverage for too long against these uh, three talented receivers. So those are the keys. It's it's pretty simple. <laughs> it's I really have one kind of major key: is just win the trenches on both sides of the ball, and uh, and that will result in a good run game and then getting after Burrow. Um, so that's uh, that's my keys there. Um, the special teams has to be better. They. Uh, the Bengals are pretty good on special teams. Um, they uh, pretty solid, I, I would say, um, in terms of special teams. They have uh, 
They have a good kicker. Um, and so he can, he's one of the, he's sort of a Joe Flacco light, as I would like to say. Um, Joe, yeah, not Joe Flacco. Sorry, not Joe Flacco. Um, uh, as I was saying, Evan McPherson is sort of, um, sort of what, sort of the, um, light version of, um, uh, Justin Tucker. He's obviously not as elite because Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker of all time, I would say. Um, but, uh, Evan McPherson is definitely a, a, a kicker that can make any, any, any length of field goals. Um, he's pretty, he's pretty good. You can see him in the playoffs last year. He made some huge kicks for him. So it's definitely, they're going to have to, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup on special teams again for the Browns. They have to play better. I don't know how <laughs> how uh, Prefer keeps getting keeping his job, but um, his, his unit has to play better uh, if they want to. This has to be a full team full team uh, contribution this week because this is a great, really good Bengals team that's playing really well right now, and they have to they have to play as a team uh, to win this game. Um, so yeah, those are the keys. Um, let's uh, let's get to our prop bets. Uh, so, hi, this is comedian and writer. And let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Last week, uh, we had Gerbs come in, too, uh, along with Taylor. Um, so last week, uh, I went 4-4. Four and four. That's pretty much my record. I've gone 500 almost every week, it seems like. Uh, Taylor went 3-5, and five and, and Gerbs, with his first uh, kind of time into the into this game, uh, he went 6-2. and two. So that was pretty impressive by him. So on the season, uh, I'm 18 and 22, and Taylor is 22 and 18. So kind of flip flop. Uh, last week, uh, I, we all had the Browns plus six, and and they were the Browns uh, lost by three. So you still got that um, over under 45 and a half. Um, it, it was under that. Uh, it was 23 to 20. Uh, so it was 43. Uh, Gerbs had the under, so he had that correct. Uh, the really surprising one was Lamar Jackson, 315 total yards. Um, we all thought it would be over that, and he only had 179, so he wasn't even close. Uh, that's that's the frustrating part of that game. They they had they held Lamar to 179 
total yards and they still lost. Like that's that's pretty crushing. Kind of had that good of a def- defensive performance and they still still couldn't bring in the victory. Um, Chubb, uh, we all had over on 100 rushing yards, but he only had 91 yards. So as I said, uh, they played. The Ravens played to stop Chubb, and and they did for much of the game, and he only got 91 yards. Um, the really one of the other surprising things on on the Ravens' offense was uh, Mark Andrews had zero receiving yards. <laughs> we all had over, except for Gerbs, who thought he would be under that, but he also thought he would get two touchdowns. So. We all thought he was going to have a big game, but um, yeah, Mark Andrews had zero. So uh, Gerbs was correct on the receiving yards there. Uh, we were all correct on uh, Jacoby Brissett's completion percentage. He did turn it around from last uh, the last couple of weeks where he struggled with the completion percentage. Uh, he he completed eighty one percent of his passes uh, on Sunday, so that was a that was a better game from him in terms of accuracy. Um, most receptions, um, me and Gerbs were correct with David Njoku. We had seven. Uh, even with when he left the game early, he still was uh, still led the team in seven receptions. Um, and then uh, we all were right in picking the Ravens. Um, Gerbs, Gerbs said the wheels would fall off, so they didn't really fall off, but they still did pick the Ravens. Um, I said Ravens 27-24, so I was close. Uh, I was probably the closest. And then Ravens, uh, Taylor had Ravens 31-26. So uh, that was kind of the uh, recap of uh, how it went last week. But um, this week... Um, Taylor is on his honeymoon, so he wasn't able to turn in his stuff, but I have Gerb's stuff again, Gerb's picks for this week. Um, so the first one is Browns plus three. Uh, we are both going Cincy. Um, I just don't have a lot of confidence in this Browns team right now. And plus three is Browns plus three is, it's just a little too, it's a little too, uh, small of a margin. Um, so I think, uh, I think Cincinnati will, Cincinnati will win and, uh, buy more than three as does Gerbs, uh, as you'll see in this prediction coming up here, uh, over under 47 and a half points is where the points total is at. So, uh, we're a bit different here. Uh, Gerbs has the under on that one, but I, I think it's going to be over. I really think that's going to be a high scoring game. Um, Burrow is... Burrow and the uh, Bengals offense are, are is playing well, and uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna put up some points. And Browns have to keep up if they want to kind of win this game. So I think they'll get over on that uh, forty-seven and a half points. Uh, Joe Burrow, three hundred passing yards over under. Uh, we're both over on this one. Uh, he does average two hundred ninety-nine point six yards per game so it's going to be slightly above his average but um i guess the secondary i i just don't have a lot of high hopes that the browns can slow that uh slow joe burrow down especially with this receiving core denzel ward may may not play still don't know his uh kind of his um his uh status so far but he's this is what his third concussion in his career and you gotta you gotta play it safe here so he could be out and 
Uh, he's performed well versus Jamar Chase, but if uh, if Ward is not out there, so it could be a tough day for the Browns secondary. So I think uh, we're both going to be over. We're both guessing over on 30, 300 passing yards for Burrow. Uh, as I was talking about Jamar Chase, uh, his total is going to be 86 and a half receiving yards over under of that. Uh, we're both again over on on that number. Uh, I I think it it will come down to whether Ward is healthy and playing well, because if he's healthy, he's still got to play well because he has not played well during his uh, his season so far this year. He's played probably one good game. Uh, but he's had a tough, tough, uh, tough year, and uh, Jabbar Chase is, is is probably the best receiver he's going to face uh, so far this year. And uh, if if he even does play, uh, even even if he if Ward plays, I think uh, I think Chase will still get eighty six and a half yards receiving yards, and uh, and Gerbs agrees too. Okay, uh, Chubb uh, ninety two and a half rushing yards. So last week he had 91. He's gotten over 100. He's gotten under 100. So uh, it's this is a pretty good number. So I'm going uh, – Gerbs is going under. Um, so he's he's probably thinking that this is going to be a, a game where the Browns have to play catch-up and throw the ball more. Um, but I think, uh, I think he'll actually get over. I think the Browns have had success running against the Bengals' defense. Uh, I think their run defense is even worse this year, so I think uh, I think uh, Chubb can get get over that ninety two and a half yards rushing yards. Uh, next one is over under sixty four and a half receiving yards for Mari Cooper. Me and Gerbs are both over on this. I think this is pretty easy in in my my view uh, because uh, with uh, David Njoku likely out, even though he's saying he may be able to play. I doubt he would be on the field, and that leaves Amari Cooper as by far the the top receiver out there. So, I think uh, I think the uh, Browns and Brissett will uh, target Cooper quite often, and he'll get over that sixty four and a half. Um, and then, uh, kind of a interesting one here: uh, most receiving yards besides Cooper and DPJ, and this is. Barring and I'll add Njoku in there. I, I don't think a note Njoku will play, but I'll just throw him in there. Besides Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, and David Njoku, who's going to have the most receptions? Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Harrison Bryant, David Bell, or the field? Um, Gerbs went uh, a, a kind of a, a bit of a surprise one, I think, uh, but he went with David Bell. Um, so he could. He, I think he's seeing that maybe this will be a game that he can, the rookie can step up and show what he's got. Um, I'm going with Harrison Bryant. I think he'll sub in for Joku. I just really have a hard. I, it it's hard to see Joku being able to play after a mild high ankle sprain. Uh, that's Especially with the bye week afterwards, I, I don't think the Browns will want to put him out there. So I think Bryant will step in for Njoku and be the kind of be the uh, kind of next person in line uh, to get get the targets. Um, I think uh, he's he's been targeted quite off, uh He's been targeted often. Uh, besides the top three guys here. 
So I think Bryant will kind of step in in Joku's spot and uh, get the most receptions uh, besides Cooper and DBJ. And if Ninjoku plays. Um, okay, so the final one is just our game prediction. We're both going Bengals. Um, Groves has Bengals 31-14, which is going to be brutal if that happens. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be closer than that. I think Bengals 31-24. Um, as, as I said, it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be 55 points, as I am predicting. Uh, but I, I just think the Bengals are playing so much better than the Browns right now. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the best receiving, probably the best receiving core in the league. And uh, I, I just don't know if the Browns can keep up with uh, with that offense. And especially, I don't think the defense is good enough to kind of slow them down. This is a whole different animal than the uh, Ravens offense. This is. Uh, this is a pass-oriented, heavy pass-oriented, and, and the Browns secondary. I just have no faith in them. They've struggled all year, and I, I think they're going to struggle in this game. So I think Bengals 31-24. Um, this is uh, just kind of my final thoughts here is uh, the Browns Browns are in a tough spot. They have to win this game. This There's no... There's no like kind of oh they could maybe survive if they get high. This is this is going to be a three game deficit already after what week eight. Uh, they they can't they can't fall more behind. They can't they can't fall that far behind, especially with how the Bengals are playing right now. This is a must win. Browns have to win it if they want to uh, kind of stay in the playoff race and kind of stay afloat while they wait for uh, Deshaun Watson to come off suspension. Uh, this is a, this is a must win. Um, I it's, it, there's no sugarcoating. It. It's it's a must win. Uh, and uh, if, if they don't win it, this, uh, this week could be, uh, could be interesting because it's, it's the trade deadline uh, next, I think Tuesday. Um, and then they also it'll be leading into the bye week, so there could be some changes on the on the horizon if they lose this game and lose it kind of ugly. Um, so it's going to be it's uh, kind of put up or shut up here. Uh, the Browns have to win, and uh, we'll see if they can do it. But uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, uh, but it's going to be fun to kind of watch them on Monday Night Football on Halloween. Uh, I won't be there. I couldn't make it that uh, during that game, so uh, I'll be I'll be joining you probably after the game, uh, immediately after the game. So uh, take a take a listen, and uh, you can see me afterwards. And this is an, just another uh, WFMY Browns Calf preview um, podcast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. And uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, go Browns! And we'll see what happens. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis.
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.